You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Okay, this morning I want to share with you on what I call train your mind to walk by faith. What did I say? Okay, so you need to train your mind to walk by faith. Things don't just happen. Okay? You don't just get educated by growing. You just w- sleep, wake up every day, and then you're educated. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> huh? Or is there, some of you, you're born geniuses, so you, ju- you don't need any, you don't need anyone to teach you anything. You just, you just woke up and you, you just knew everything. No. You know, you are a product of your learning. Correct? You're a scientist. Yes. You answer as if you are not sure. (laughs) You are a scientist. Yes, I am. (laughs) Were you born a scientist? No. Wow. So you are not even born like that. You are an engineer? Yes, sir. Were you born an engineer? No. Wow. So, what made you an engineer? Learning, schooling, training. Okay. So, learning, schooling, training. Yes? So that's why I say you are a product of your learning. You can tweak that. Okay, yes. You you can tweak that. It's tweetable. You are a product of your learning. So if you are too lazy to learn, what happens? What happens? Or if you know it all. You regress. You mean you can't go forward. I remember one time I was trying to tell somebody about a scripture and I I quoted it and the guy said, oh yeah, I know that, I know that. I've read that before. (laughs) And I thought that response alone tells me you don't know it. Because the fact that you've memorized John 3.16 does not mean you know it. Because by the time we take John 3.16 and we challenge what you know, then we will know what you know. If you really know it. So 
So what is happening is that a lot of people go to school, they memorize stuff, but they don't really learn. Because if you really learn, then you become what you learn. Correct? But if you didn't learn, you went to school, but school didn't pass through you. Just, you just cruise your way through. There are some people I meet, and there are times I interact with different kinds of people, and there are some people I meet, I just know this person did not get home training. Yeah. Didn't get good home training. How, how, how do we know that? Because... It's either the person had a way of avoiding the training or the person was not opportuned to be trained. But you can tell from some people's behavior whether or not they were trained. Am I correct? A simple a simple example is we are taught and every one of you that, that grew up in a normal home, although some homes uh, were dysfunctional and all of that, not a perfect home, all right? But you grew up, at least how many people were taught that when somebody gives you something, you say thank you? That's basic, isn't it? You don't just take something and... Well, what is that? So they will give you some <laughs> five-fold ministry. <laughs> yeah. Some five-fold ministry. Uh, my mom would... She doesn't even need to touch you. When she looks at you, you get the message. You get the message. That look. How many people know that kind of look I'm talking about? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So it's part of training. So training is not just about spanking. Uh, although they've passed a law now that there's no spanking. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you, isn't it? Yeah. For, that's for the nation. Not for my home. <laughs> anyway, they, they've already received enough to be shaped and, and formed. <laughs> they are fine. So now they don't need that. They, they, they can just interpret the look. Yeah, they can interpret the look. And uh, they just know what it means. Okay, so it's, that's training. I went somewhere, and this lady went to visit this lady, and uh, my boys were much younger. And when it was time to go, I mean, they were busy playing, having fun. And then I just, I got up, I said, okay, we're leaving now. And then I turned to the boys, I said, let's go, boys. And they dropped everything and followed. And the 
lady was shocked. He says, what? And I'm like, what's, what's it? Huh? Then she said, you are so lucky. And I said, lucky? Explain. She said, you just spoke once. Let's go, boys. And they dropped everything and followed. And I said, uh, this is not luck. This luck came by training. This luck came by what? By training. Yeah. So spiritually, many believers are not trained. We're not trained. We're not trained to walk by faith. Because the world trains us to walk by sight. Am I correct? Yeah, that's, that's your training. Isn't it? Come on, where are the scientists in the house? Yes. Huh? You investigate? Huh? Isn't it? And then you experiment? Huh? And then you come up with your conclusions, right? And you say, based on this and this and this, these are my findings. And it makes sense. Correct? And so, people want to now use that to walk with God. Because if God exists, where is the proof? Where is the evidence? There is a lot of proof, but it's just not the proof that goes into the laboratory. Not their kind of laboratory. Correct? Yeah. So some people say, if I can't see it, I won't believe it. But it's, it's, it's so limiting and it's, it's so backward because not everything that you believe is a product of sight. Am I correct? Yeah. Have you seen your internal organs? You, you haven't seen it, have you? How many people? Okay, you. I mean, you can, you can tell what your... <laughs> oh, my. So, you, you can't live like that. How many people, you know someone that has a particular perfume, when that, let's say, maybe your, your spouse or... Your, your friend sprays that Chanel or whatever. Huh? And when they walk in, you just know that person is around. You just know, right? Now, imagine you can't, your eyes are closed. And then all of a sudden, that scent comes into the room. What does it tell your mind? The person is here. Will your eyes argue with your nose to say to your nose, I can't see, so it's a lie? No, you can't do that. 
So for you to say because you cannot see something, then it means it doesn't exist. It's very limiting. We're not created to live like that. Or you hear the voice. You're here and the person, you know, if the person is as loud as... uh, (laughs) As Pumi. (laughs) If the person, if you hear Pumi's voice, you can't see, but you can hear the voice. Now, your eye cannot tell your ear you are lying. Because your ear picks the sound and immediately interprets the sound and tells your brain that Pumi is around. Yes. So, the, your mind needs to be trained to operate like that with God. So that's what we're talking about. Your mind has to be trained. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. So in the physical world, God has given us five senses. Am I correct? He has given us five senses with which to interact with the world. Alright? So that's why we depend on what we see. When we see something, we, we appreciate that. And when we hear, when we smell, when we feel. What else? What's the other one? Taste. Yeah, touch and feel are the same. Okay, when we taste. Those are the senses that God gave to us to operate in the natural world. Okay? But now, you are not just a natural being. You are also a spiritual being. And there are organs, there are sensory organs that God has given to you to operate in the spiritual world as well. So, you cannot use, you cannot use just your natural senses to interpret spiritual realities. Because they are in a totally different dimension. So, we walk by faith, not by sight. So, that word sight there is not only talking of what you see, it's referring to your physical senses. Okay? So, your faith enables you to go beyond your physical senses. And your mind needs to be trained because your mind has a unique ability. Your mind functions in the natural, but it also has the ability to function in the spiritual if trained. Are you getting me? If properly trained, if the mind is renewed, then it will be able to appreciate spiritual things. 
That's why Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us, it says, be, do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When your mind is renewed, what's the product of a renewed mind? You may prove what is that good huh? and acceptable and perfect will of God. I call this the three dimensions of God's will. So a renewed mind would help you to be able to grasp the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So if you, if you read my book, um, Supernatural Immunity, I talk a little bit about this there. So there is the good. The good, God is good. So he's benevolent. To everyone. So it's general. Okay? There is what is good. So you understand, you know, oh, this is good. This is not evil. It's good. Alright? It's the will of God. It's good. It's the good will of God. Not that there is an evil will of God. But it's a good will of God. Yes? But then there is also the acceptable will of God, which is not the ideal but is acceptable. So there are things God will accept. There are things God will permit, although they are not his best. Are you getting me? Yeah. Then we have the perfect will of God. This is the ultimate. As it is in heaven, so on the earth. That's it, the perfect will of God. So a renewed mind would will enable you, it will equip you with the, with the ability to, be, to, to tell, this is good, but it's not perfect. You see? Yeah. This is acceptable, but it's not perfect. I want the perfect will of God. I don't know about you. That's God's best. So, but when your mind is renewed, you become transformed you become a totally different person. And in the first service, I was explaining about metamorphosis because the, 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 the Greek word transformed here is metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis from. And you know about the butterfly. You know about the lava, how it goes through a process of metamorphosis and then it gathers wings from crawling to flying. Totally different. So that can happen to you spiritually as well if you will allow the word of God into your life, then you will be transformed. And it's the same word that is used for transfigured. Metamorpho, where Jesus was transformed on the mount, the mount of transfiguration. I pray that you will be transformed in this service today. You walk out of this place different from the way you came. All right. So, 
Your mind needs to be trained. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8. It needs to be trained. Why? Because if you don't train it, it's going to become something else. And look at what the Bible says there. Verse 5, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh. What is the flesh? The sinful nature. It's a sinful nature. As a matter of fact, let's read it in the NIV. Look at how the NIV puts it. It says, for those who live according to the sinful nature. Can you see? So every one of us has a sinful nature. I, I know you look holy. You all look holy. But you have a sinful nature. You have a sinful nature. But you, they, if you without training your mind, the natural default operation is that of the sinful nature. You see? So if you just, just live, don't read the word of God, don't pray, don't come to church, just sleep, wake up every day, just doing life. I'm telling you, I can guarantee that the sinful nature will take over. Because you won't have what it takes to subdue the sinful nature. Okay? So, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. So, can you see? It's a setting. It's a setting in your mind. So some people's minds are set in a way that the kind of things they desire are totally different from what they are supposed to desire. So the mind is uh, an interesting part of you. It's so powerful. It's like a gatekeeper. Your mind is a gatekeeper. It's, 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 it's a gatekeeper. It's the gatekeeper of your life. So your mind decides what to let into your life. And what not to let in. Okay? So if you don't, if your mind is not trained, then it will not know what to reject. And what to accept. Touch your neighbor, say you need to be, you need to educate your mind to walk by faith and to walk in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, th this gatekeeper is there and he's just, he's just there. Okay. Who should I let in? Who should I let in? Okay. And this one comes, and it looks uh, 
No, no, no. You go. This other one comes, come in. And then it's in your life. It's amazing. But that's how it works. So, but then there are those who live in accordance with the Spirit. They have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. You see? So there are things the Spirit desires and there are things the sinful nature desires. Your sinful nature has desires and your spirit has desires. That's why if you read Galatians chapter 5, huh? he, he says that the flesh lost against the spirit and spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another. Let's turn there. Galatians chapter 5. We'll come back here. Galatians chapter 5, what verse is that? Let's read 17. What does 17 say? Okay. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. Can you see? And the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. These are all inside you. They're inside you. You're carrying it everywhere. You can't cast it out. You can't cast out the sinful nature out. Because it's in your flesh. It's in your body. If you cast it out, you're casting out. You want to go to heaven. Yeah. But so far as you're on earth, this is what you will face all the time. But what's going to help you is if your mind is strained. Are you getting me? So they are in conflict with each other. Can you see? There's a constant conflict within you. Should I? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I do? No, I feel like doing this. But no, but I, I shouldn't be doing this. I, so it's constantly. Is there anybody that can identify what I'm saying? Okay, some of you are above this. Praise God for you. Come on. Wonderful. I wish I were like you. So... Why? When it goes on, what happens? It says, you do not do what you want. It's a conflict. So the gatekeeper is there. And what the training you give the gatekeeper is what will enable you to make the right decisions. Some people just act on instinct. You know, I just feel like you know, then you just do it. Then after it backfires, you say, oh, man, how did I? <laughs> what kind of blunder is that? But you see, it's because your mind is not trained. Hallelujah. Okay, back to Romans chapter 8. Let's read verse 6 now. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. He says, for... The mind of sinful man is what? Ah. You know what death means? Death means separation. Separation from God. Alright? Death means separation. So, when you, when you separate your spirit, when we take your spirit from your body, what happens to you? 
I die. Okay. Yeah. So when you separate the spirit from the body, there is death. Okay. When you separate man from God, death. So there's spiritual death and there's physical death. Okay? So that's why you need to train your mind. Why? Because you don't want death to come in. Because death might not just mean falling down and dying. Because remember, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, the, the Lord said to them, in the day that you eat of this tree, dying you shall surely die. Uh, you shall surely die. In the Hebrew, it says, dying you shall surely die. Dying. In other words, spiritually, you will die, which will lead to physical death. The day you eat it, and we know they didn't drop dead immediately. But there was a separation. There was a separation. So, when death happened, okay, ah, thank you, young literal translation. Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou dost not eat of it. For in the day of thine eating of it, dying, thou dost die. This is English. <laughs> yes, Genesis 2.17. Dying, thou dost die. So you see two deaths here. Spiritual death leading to physical death. Yeah? So now, he says the mind of the sinful nature or the carnal mind is death. Are you getting this? So the mind itself, it's not that the mind is going to die. No, it is death. The mind itself is what? Death. Let's go back. Look at it. Look at it. The mind of the sinful man is death. Tie it to Genesis 2.17. The mind of the sinful man is death. Now, let me tell you. Let me list a few things that death brings. Death brought pain. Death brought sickness. Death brought poverty. Come on. Death brought oppression. Death brought confusion. Death brought misunderstanding. Are you getting me? There was no quarrel until death came. So there's a list of things that this mind releases in your life. You see? So just think about it. Because when you read that, sometimes you just think, oh, okay, falling down, dying. No, 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 no. It's a slow death. So the, the death is a process. 
So it begins, it kicks in. That's why if you see, if you read chapter, uh, the same chapter, in fact, look at verse 2. Chapter 8, verse 2. Because, okay, he says, he starts by saying there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the Spirit, but after the flesh. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So death produces sin as well. So it's the law of sin and death that opened the gateway for diseases to come into mankind. So he says that the, the carnal mind, the sinful, the mind of the sinful man is death. So you can just continue to write the list. The list is endless. Death. It's, it's, it's that mind that made Cain to kill his brother. It's the mind. It's the carnal mind that produces jealousy. It's the carnal mind that produces envy. It's the carnal mind that produces hatred. It's the carnal mind that produces gossip. It's the carnal mind. So the list is a long list. And that's why you need to train your mind. You need to. Touch your neighbor. Say, you can't be passive about your mind. You can't. You can't. You can't afford it. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Amen. Okay, let's go back to verse 6. He says, but. Say, but. I thank God. Anytime I see but. Oh. It's, it's like good news is about to come. Huh? It's talking about the sinful nature, the, 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 the mind of the sinful man, or the carnal mind, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is what? Life and peace. Can you see that? The spiritual mind is life and peace. How many people want life? How many people want peace? Isn't it interesting that people, in fact, there is a whole global organization that was set up for peace, and yet we're not paying attention to the mind. Come on. The United Nations. Isn't it for peace? And they've really succeeded, right? They've really succeeded in bringing world peace. World peace everywhere. Wars have ceased. If not anything, in fact, they have increased. <laughs> they have increased. Why? Because we're not paying attention to what God is saying. Huh? When there's civil war in your home, I can guarantee you it's from here. It's from here. There's civil war in your house. It's from here. There's civil war in your office. It's from here. It's, that's, that's, it's the mind. It's the sinful nature. 
So, I'm trying to bring this. <laughs> so, why do we, how do we train this mind? Second Timothy chapter 3. Look at verse 16. Can you see it? Let's read it together. One, two, three. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You can't be trained without the scriptures. Can you see? It's Bible school. Yeah, that's why you need Bible school, right? You need Bible school. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read it in the, in the New King James. Oh, no, let's read it in the Amplified first. Amplified. It says, Every scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error, and discipline in obedience, for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. So you get the word of God. You cannot be educated, spiritually educated, without the scriptures. Unless you want to go into mysticism. Or you want to go into new age. Huh? People that are talking spirituality without the scriptures are going into new age. You need the scriptures. You need to be grounded in the scriptures. Your mind must be compelled to operate within the confines of scripture. That's why you, know, you must read your Bible. You must study the word of God. You don't have an option. If you want God's best. So back to New King James. Let's look at that scripture again. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable. How many people want to be profitable? You don't want loss, right? You like losses. How many people enjoy losses? Just, you know, just for the fun of it, just losing. Huh? You play, you, even when you play Monopoly, you just like to lose. Or you play 30 seconds, you want to, you like, you enjoy losing. How many people? Not even one person. <laughs> wow. Come on, it's just a game, you know, just lose. <laughs> Huh? Just lose at least. Allow me to win. You keep losing. Allow me to keep winning. So you want to win? Yeah. Huh? So don't, don't, don't lose the game of life. Okay? If you don't want to lose, then you need scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. For doctrine, that is for teaching. And it's also for reproof. 
for correction. It's interesting when you look at the word correction in the Greek, it's an interesting word. It's actually a medical word. Yeah. It's, it's the word that is used to put a bone that has been out of alignment back into alignment. So that's what scripture does to your life. Puts it back into alignment. Hallelujah. Because you, you, you have a tendency. Remember, there are two natures in you. And everywhere you go, even in church, that, those two natures are there. You carry them with you everywhere. You can't divorce them. But you can train your mind to make the right decisions. So your mind will say, no, you must be correct. You are out of alignment. So it's corrected. That bone is put back. The joints are in place so that you can walk straight. So without the scriptures, how are you going to train your mind? How are you going to walk by faith? How will you walk in the spirit? Without the scriptures? My goodness. <laughs> Demons will just have a field day with you. They will play on your imaginations. They will play on your mind. They will feed you with dreams. Play in your dreams. But you don't have scripture to judge the dreams. So you don't even know what is right and what is wrong. You will hear voices. And you don't even know who is speaking. It is a voice. never forget the time I heard a voice and I went with that voice. It took me to another country. Just to discover that it's the wrong voice I obeyed. <laughs> I obeyed the wrong voice. In my zeal to do God's will. I heard the voice. I went to my spiritual father. I told him. He says, you, that might not be God. And I say, in the name of Jesus. I'm accountable to God. If I stand before God and I didn't obey, then what? I went. I suffered. My eyes... I sweated. Unnecessary hardship. Why? I heard a voice. But I didn't have the, 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 the discipline, the training to discern. So, that's why all scripture is important. It's good for doctrine. It's good for correction. It's good for reproof. It's good for instruction in righteousness. You, you, you need to be instructed. Many people's minds are flooded with media stuff. 
you know, what, what I mean, I mean, when I say media, I'm, I'm talking like the secular media. That's all that bombards their mind. So when they want to make decisions, guess what? It's whoever has been washing your brain. In case you don't know, your brain is being washed. Yeah. It just depends on who is washing it. Everybody's brain is being washed. And that's why the devil wants to control and dominate the media. The media space, he can fight. He can give his life for that. Well, in quotes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He will fight to defend that. Why? Because he knows. That's where he can have the mind of the nation. Yeah. He's washing their brains. What God says is an abomination. The media will wash and wash and wash and wash until God's word becomes faint and faint and faint. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. It becomes faint and faint and faint and now it's acceptable. Huh? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, your mind needs to be trained. Touch your neighbor. Say, I think he's talking to you. So, that, you need to listen to the message from the first service because I don't know how. <laughs> I'm trying to go back that way, but. Okay, how many people remember the story of Jairus? Huh? You, you are like, who is that? <laughs> Some people are like, Jairus? Maybe, maybe next door. <laughs> Jairus? I don't, I, don't, I don't know Jairus. I'm, I've never heard of him. He's... You know, I don't have any friend called Jairus. <laughs> so if you look at Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5 gives us a very interesting story. Um, I'll just share that quickly before we go. Mark chapter 5 and uh, verse, let's, verse 21, 22. Let's see. Okay. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Okay? And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Okay? And begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. This man had faith. First of all, he came and he went down. Okay? Acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus. And he says, please come. She's at the point of death. The doctors have tried. 
now there is no hope. Come quickly to save this situation. You need to salvage this matter before it becomes too late. And Jesus is on his way. While he's on his way, the woman with the issue of blood happened. That one was not part of the plan. She forced her way into Jesus' agenda. That's faith. Hallelujah. She forced her way into it. And Jesus stops. And you know, this whole drama unfolds where this woman gets healed. Jesus is asking, so who touched me? And all of that. You need to remember the story. Okay? Then you read down. It gets to a point I think verse 30 something, where he says, is it? Uh, just locate that place where they came to Jairus and said, Don't bother the master. She's already dead. Is it 35? While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? She's already dead. No, never mind. Come on. Just take heart. You know, life has happened. Hmm? But then, look at Jesus. As soon as he heard what the word was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, what? Do not be afraid. Only believe. So your mind must be trained to counter the negative circumstances you face. So Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. Only believe. She's dead. What you need to do is to bury the dead. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. Only believe. Is your mind like that? Can you see how the mind of Jesus works? His mind is such that he's above the situation. And he, he imparts that to Jairus. He says, don't be afraid. Only believe. And then, let's read on quickly. Um, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. So other people, all the, that crowd, Jesus says, you guys, I can see you don't believe. Your mind is facing a different direction. Your mind is letting in something else. Your gate is letting in something else. So stay here. And he takes Peter, James, and John with him. And then let's go on. Come on. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw the tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? Can you see the mind is different? And will you be able to respond like that? You go to a house, they're weeping. You say, why all this commotion and all this weeping? Why? What's the meaning of all of this? He says, the girl is not dead. She's sleeping. Hey. 
Can you train your mind to walk by faith? Can you train your mind to believe? Even in the midst of death. Can your mind believe in the midst of negative circumstances, negative situations, everything, all the odds are against you, but can you still be positive? Can you still be positive when they've written you off? Can you still be positive when they've written off your child? Can you still be positive? Can you still be positive? Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. That means the negative situation brings fear. It causes people to be afraid. There are things, there are situations that the natural response from the natural mind and from, from the sinful nature is fear. But now, he says, don't be afraid. Only believe. And now, look at what he's saying here. The girl is not dead, but sleeping. Hello. Is he not lying? Naturally, he's lying. But spiritually, he's not. Am I correct? Only what? Believe. So when the doctor says, there is no hope, what do you do? Only believe. Yeah. Because what the doctor is saying is a fact. It's, I mean, it's, it's a scientific, it's proven, it's tested, it's tried, and he's not lying. He's telling you what his training has been able to discern. But then you are coming with another training. Come on. You are coming with another training. And that training is saying, don't worry, she's been declared dead, but she's sleeping. My own training. Doctor, well done for your work, for your training, your specialty. But I have my own training. I have my own specialty. And my own training tells me that she is sleeping and not dead. Come on. Then look at what happens in the next verse. And, went, and they ridiculed him. Can you see? Are you ready to be ridiculed? They ridiculed him. And when he had put them all outside, all those that ridicule, put them outside your life. Put them outside your life. They don't understand. They are limited. They are operating by what they know. And, but that is not the total truth concerning your situation. So you put them outside. And then he took the father and the mother of the child. And those who were with him. And they entered where the child was lying. Come on. And then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talita Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. <laughs> Come on. Then immediately the girl arose and walked. She was 12 years old. And they were overcame, overcome with great amazement. Where have you seen such a thing? I mean, the, the, everything, the prognosis is there's no hope. But then, another mind and another training. Come on, by another specialist. Another training by another specialist called the great physician. Says she's sleeping. 
She's not dead. There is a kind of mind that attracts the supernatural. And that's the mind Jesus carried. That's the kind of mind I want you to develop. And it takes the scriptures to develop this kind of mind. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.